Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ill-Informed Insight, a safe space for those who want to chat bollocks about current affairs. I'm Tom, and I'm joined today by Tim. Hello, everybody. Hello. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, it's been a while. Shame it couldn't be under nicer circumstances, but... Well, actually, outside of the EU. I know, that's the thing, I've always, like wheeled out to, to to talk nasty about European politics which is fine, fine <laughs> yeah I just wish the world was a nicer place and we could uh, talk about other things like baby animals you mean the royal family no, oh, no. That, didn't, like... that didn't cross my mind at all just like Danny Baker claims it didn't cross his mind yeah, he said he didn't think there were racial kind of thing. Like, if, if he was 17, well, maybe he'd buy that. At the end of the day, he got the sack for being a racist. But yeah, on... Sorry, that was a little <laughs> aside, wasn't it? This episode. Just like that. This yeah, episode. This time we're wondering what can the return of Nigel Farage actually do for Brexit? I did say... But if I ever had to come back into the political fray, next time, it'd be no more Mr. Nice Guy. And I mean it. I am, I'm in, yes, I'm angry yeah. about what's happened. I know lots of people out there are angry. Yeah, you tell I genuinely much. believe right now this nation, we are lions led by donkeys. I haven't spent 25 years of my life fighting to raise the issue of why we should be an independent normal, self-governing country to simply roll over and to allow a career political class to betray that result without me fighting back. Well, I said many years ago that I wanted to cause an earthquake in British politics. Well, now, what I'm fighting for, and with your support, what we will attempt to achieve is a democratic revolution in British politics, because that is what we need. Yes. Yes, 100%. I'm 100% behind that message. I approve. I'm going to support the Brexit. I just say now during this podcast, I'm going to come out strongly in support of the Brexit party. They're not, they're not paying me, though they should. <laughs> I can't see anything negative about it. Should we try and get sponsored? What you're saying. Take some Russian dark money. It's not even about... Produce it's, this it's, podcast. You know, they should have... They, they missed a beat calling themselves the Brexit party because this isn't really even about Brexit anymore. It's basic democracy should basic call themselves the democrats basic basic right and wrong so i was going to ask are we happy farage is back on the front line of the brexit battle the battle for brexit what did i what did i say to you you know if you go back over the many podcasts i'm sure i made the allusion to, to to the arthurian legend that that you know lord sir nigel farage like king arthur he he will rise in in the darkest hour to to come back and pull the sword out of the stone and defend the nation and that that's it it's, you know we're three years down the line now it's, it's absolutely ridiculous we, we technically we've already had a second referendum because we had a, a general election since the referendum on on the you know a government that, that said they would deliver in their manifesto so that you know march 29th is come and gone as well i'm, I'm sick of having three-year-old arguments with people on a something that has been settled you know, but the, it was it was an hour result. Yeah, it was an hour result. But it was still over a million and a half people's difference. If if they didn't fudge the numbers, like they probably, I always said they would. I was amazed when we actually won. But um, and I think Joe Cox murder did have quite a deflationary yeah. effect. But, but but in the end of the day, you know, we you know we have a devolved Welsh Assembly. The the vote to get that through that only passed by like less than a percent. It was very narrow, and right. they they still went through with it. So come on, let's stick with our tradition. It's the best thing we've got. If you even if you just one one percent more, you go that way. So you're happy Farage is back. 
I'm delighted. But like I said, it's only because the situation is really bad. I'm sure. Deep yeah, that's down, why I'm not happy he's back. He shouldn't be back. He, he probably wishes he didn't have to do it because he was quite happy doing his like bit of media and stuff. But he's he he made a promise and he's following through on it. You know, he did say he'd come back, and it looks like now the Brexit party they've got wind of how desperate the person who, like me who's bored of the current Tory Labour ring of ring of roses, both take turns, both shit, both the same thing. You know, people have been crying out for an alternative to that, a credible alternative, not the Liberals. But they made a came they come back, didn't they? The Liberals ish kind of as a as a local. protest vote like if if you'd counted all the votes that were spoiled they probably wouldn't have won <laughs> you know what i mean because a lot of votes were spoiled apparently well, i think the highest number of single constituency 800 ballots had like brexit party written in because obviously brexit party didn't run any candidates because i didn't realize i mean i thought brexit party kind of started i thought brexit party started a while ago but no it's literally only been around a few, a few weeks. weeks that's why you've got all these high profile people like jacob's reese mosque's sister and uh, the, the old Tory heavyweight Anne Widdicombe leaving. Yeah, that is a big deal that she left the Tories. Now, if you I still if, can't stand her voice, whatever, uh, whatever she's. Pops. I know she. I don't know. Theresa May. Play a clip of her now. She doesn't sound like that at all, oh, Tom. I think I got it bang on. Did we vote for a deal? No, we voted to leave. Just listen to yourself. Tom. <laughs> Can Britain remain a member of the EU? And control her own borders. No. Can Britain remember? <laughs> actually, Tom, it was like having her in the room with me. And control her own trade deals. No. And can Britain remain a member of the EU and be governed by her own democratically elected government? No, and that's the bottom line. And that, that's ladies the, and gentlemen. Is why we voted to leave. She's going to die. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, dear. To be honest, yeah, her getting up to the stage, you can tell like her heart rate goes up. Yeah, but bit, she's but. she's got she's closer to eighty than seventy probably, and uh, it's been around a long time. But it goes to show she she's someone who genuinely believes in doing the right thing. Like the, on the complete opposite end of the political spectrum to her, you've got uh, what's her face, Fox, Claire Fox, Claire yeah, Fox, yeah, um, famous BBC presenter lefty <laughs> i've never watched it moral maze apparently she's on moral well, yeah, maze radio four yeah i know her from um the big uh, the big ideas but festival I, where they debate like yeah anti-feminism and things like that but i watched a really good interview that that she gave and uh you know she, she was saying it was just a ba- the basic facts of democracy she's a controversial is what, is what figure though, means right? the most to her oh yeah yeah the she, um she supported the ira bombings in um was it sort of midlands northern england Back in the 90s. God, supported them. Warrington, I think, was the target. And um, there's a guy who lost, I think he lost two sons in the IRA bombing. Right. And um, at the time, Claire Fox was a member of the Radical Communist Party who were pro-Irish reunification by any means necessary kind of thing. And it's like, I've seen some people say she's recanted that opinion, she's taken it back. I've seen other, the guy who's lost his son says, oh no, she called me. And I asked her four or five times, like, can you just disavow your former stance? Oh, I thought I thought you said she but called she said, me like every year on the anniversary and just <laughs>, laughs down the phone and then hangs up. But no, she's she's not recanted. Doesn't seem that way to me. I've not seen her. I haven't seen it come mm. out of the horse's mouth. Well, yet, cha- cha- change UK better fucking watch out then. <laughs> so they, I think be, they better a- check under their cars with mirrors in the morning. Yeah. But you know, they, um, people attack Owen Jones because he was around the same time. He was pro IRA like kind of uh, apologetic 
to IRA terrorism. He's he's mentally ill. I don't even want to talk about him. That's the thing. I wouldn't hold it against him Some today. Some of the shit he's come out with. That was a while ago. Because it's is. like the politics of the fucking sixth form. Grow up. Some people, especially Europhiles, Remainers, would say the same thing of Brexiteers, that it's a very juvenile, what would the word be? It's sort of a, a juvenile endeavour where no, it's like, we don't no, no, really no, no, know no, no. what we want, what's, but we're just being sort of ratty about it. And like, I just want to leave. Do you know what's, what I mean? what's juvenile? What's sort juvenile? of teenager What's juvenile is like being so scared of uncertainty in the future that you abrogate all responsibility and you hand over power to, to some other people in another country you never Yunker. even have to see. And you're just like living in a little bubble rather than being having self-determination. I think it was brexit i think it was a bitch slap to the political class which is a little bit juvenile you gotta admit it was a real sort of fuck you you haven't consulted us on anything like in the last 30 yeah. 40 years but i know but but looking looking what happened like like i said this is bigger than just brexit now it's about democracy it's very everything sovereignty. To say. for me sovereignty is the big yeah you, you can take it a peg down from that and say so it's about changing british politics because this has been a shockwave in british politics the brexit party are going to stand for a general election and people, have what you you know, you might call it a bitch slap, bitch slap in the face of politics. But maybe like the way I saw it when I voted back in the referendum, I saw it was the only opportunity I'd had in my entire lifetime to go in the opposite direction than the, what the political class wanted. Yeah, because yeah. both sides and be taken seriously. Both sides as well. seem to be two feet on the the same body. You know, they're both walking. They're in the both same, mainly Europhile, and they're both walking in the same direction. We get apart from the Brexit party. You do have this change UK or whatever they call themselves now. We're getting like oh, new, they changed it again. New um, parties vote to change the independent group, which is I think their fifth name now. They're on their fifth different name. Do you know what that suggests to me though? That that suggests um, they have no idea what the they're, fuck they're, they're doing. Of, they're sort of run by committee. More, oh, definitely. more than powerful individuals and that's never a good sign if they they always have to like spend a long time making up their mind and then not being strong enough to follow through on their decision it does go to show you though doesn't it that soros when he does fund something he's not a micromanager like if soros is the evil genius that people make out he is change mm. uk is a fucking disaster no, <laughs> he, he I mean? just spreads it far and wide here's what i hate about change uk it's so plainly obvious it was an attempt to try and build a cult of personality around Chukramano. Like, the whole thing was going to be the CHUK. Like, that was going to be their four initial... You know, like UKIP. Yeah. They thought they'd come up with something great like that. And they were going to build the whole thing around Chukramano. And then they realised, you know what? Most of the British public think he's a bit of a lightweight. They're not that enamoured with him. And so they were like, okay... He never comes across very well in interviews. No, he doesn't. He's not quick on his feet. Okay, who, who's the most popular of us? It's Heidi Allen. Okay, fuck it. Even though we blatantly made this party to be a sort of like platform for Chucker, Heidi Allen is the leader, the chair, whatever of the party. Mm. Total disaster. They should just stop. They're like the the equivalent of the DC cinematic universe. They should just stop now. <laughs> but they but they but they've got like a lot of you know Wonga behind them. So they'll they'll go through the the motions. You know they'll push it as far as they can. Uh, so they can say they sort of justified the expenditure. But, yeah, save um, face a bit. Yeah. I still don't know, though. I still think the whole thing about Brexit and the fact that they were trying to kick it into the long grass and delayed it by three years, hoping that people would get bored of it. I think it actually well, went... The, the second round of negotiations. Yeah, I, I actually so. think it went the opposite way. And I'm talking about, like, the so-called Labour heartlands up north. And I think they, they haven't forgot about it. I think they've gotten more and more pissed off. And I think... They're short-tempered now. They want it done, do you know Yeah, what I mean? but they haven't got short memories. And... I think they, there is a shift from the Labour Party. I think there needs to be like a, another... I think Labour will probably split rather than change leaders. Because right. I can tell from like what you're saying, right? I was going to ask, what does Nigel Farage's return actually mean in terms of like the odds of Brexit happening? 
does it go up does it go down because well, i'm not convinced Tom, it goes either way Tom, sometimes you even say to me oh it's not gonna happen i don't think it is you, know, you see that's the difference between me you ask me about well, what are the chances like, for me it's like 100 percent, it's happening but how does so, so, no, how no, does farage get it over the line we're in this impasse where it's there's Theresa may's deal she can't get it through parliament the eu don't even like her deal but they're like fuck it it's the only thing on the table at the moment like, how does Farage and his Brexit party get Brexit two, over the line? Two words. Suck it. Well, f- f- four four or five words, if I don't use a anagram. WTO. Rules. Yeah, <laughs> just leave. That's Tabla been, rasa, start from zero. That's been taken off the table already. No, it hasn't. Cooper it hasn't. And, um, it's, 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 it's always there. Keir Stump, they got that off the table. How? They no. voted against it in Parliament. Change Parliament, we can vote again a different way. (laughs) It's ridiculous that to say, because we can't get a deal, we can't leave. No. No, we have to leave. Let them come to... Tom, you just... I still think WTO rules, no deal, is the worst possible outcome. Just behind remaining. Yeah, you're talking about different outcomes. I'm talking about 100%. So (laughs) it's the only outcome. And I've said it was the only outcome for a while now, for longer than I've wanted to. I remember when the when people started talking soft hard Brexit, you were just like "fuck it, no deal." Yeah, no, because that was for me. That's the logical conclusion. That's what that's what we voted for. And like, even the stupid person like me still got the the flyer through their door saying a vote to leave the EU would be voting to leave the customs. It would be implemented. Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of promises were, we're made. not like that's that's what's so frustrating, and that's why I I liked it when I saw Nigel Farage on Question Time this week when he just he lost his temper briefly and he just said to Subri, "Didn't you hear? You just don't listen. You don't listen." It's like yeah, she did it, lie and say he wanted to stay in customs union, but he never said. I that. know, but it's this this whole thing of like leaving this, leaving this customs union, leaving this. It's going to hit us financially. It's like yes. We know, we heard you, we understand you. This is what we want. Eurofoils, they don't get... There's more than just the economic argument. There's cultural argument. There's a uh, sovereignty argument. And they even, don't have an answer to that There's not even an argument. We, we had the argument and took a vote on it. The Parliament doesn't really want to do it. I know, and that's why it's, it's a bad thing, because Parliament's meant to be democracy. Well, this is the point I'm getting at, right? I think Farage and the Brexit Party, it's exciting in terms of a domestic Anglo-centric... <laughs> point of view but in terms of like the eu leaving the negotiations of getting us out or the very least getting us to the next step the second round of negotiations that's going to last three years farage isn't really going to help but look they've created this problem you know they, they've brought it they've brought this plague on all their houses by their inaction farage and the brexit party is, is a beast of their own creation but say they do really well in the may 23rd euro elections say they will Say they win it outright, yeah. like massive landslide, hypothetically. They go to European Parliament, okay, they're the next group of Eurosceptics. There's a number of Eurosceptic groups in European Parliament. Yeah. They're a minority. No, there'll be, I know, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of them, and they're just going to like... What are they going to do? They're just going to shuffle their papers and... Get paid to No, no, they're going to shuffle attend. their papers and be noisy and mess around and just delay things and cause I think problems. they've all said they wouldn't go to Brussels. Oh, right. But like I say, it's just proven that it's a farce. One thing I think we, we're both going to agree on, UK politics is definitely broken. I wouldn't say beyond repair, but it definitely needs big shake-up. It needs reform. It's getting a new shake-up. It needs two new main parties. But that's where, this is where Brexit Party and Farage kind of excite me in a way, because it's sort of, yeah, you need Labour and the Tories to basically sort of go away. And to deliver Brexit, you would ultimately need... A Brexit part, a Brexit government, 
So when Farage is saying, oh, okay, European parliaments, we're going to do really well in that. I don't give a fuck. I don't see how that makes a difference. If he runs in the general election, well, first off, I think Farage wouldn't win. But say, hypothetically, they actually do get 326 Brexit party MPs and form yeah. a majority. Donald Trump is president in the That's the, the USA. only way, do you know what I mean? Donald Trump is president in the USA. Weird things have happened. Weird things have happened. <laughs> thing is, though, Farrell just had, like, wheels come off his car and, like, plane crashes. and. Didn't it turn out the pilot actually purposely crashed? <laughs> God knows. But, like, he's had a lot of misfortune when it's, you know, he, uh, he probably wouldn't want to push it. Farage has um, sort of been mirroring what I've been saying for the last couple of years. This broad church approach to UK politics where Labour has hard left, left, centre-left, centrist, centre-right, you know what I mean? Broad church of different political ideas. And the Tories on the other side are the same thing. They've got sort of not necessarily far-right you know, I don't want to sound like David Lammy. Ec- economically very conservative. Socially, everyone is centre-left now. Socially, you have to be centre-left. But yeah, economically, they, they've been very conservative with their austerity, which was, They're going to very... be honest with you, was, was a financial necessity. Like I say, and it, it balanced the books. It didn't affect the Conservatives' core supporters reduce the, that much, um, the rich people. but Reduce the debt. The problem is they sold it as a, this is going to get the economy going. The Tories are going very uh, libertarian in terms of economics. And the problem with the broad church policy, the broad church strategy from Labour and the Tories, it's left everybody feeling disenfranchised. Everyone feels like they're not being represented properly by either Labour or the Tories. I've not felt that way for a long time. Wait Were you a, a traditional Labour? Oh. No, Tory. You know, traditionally in the way that was, I'd imagine my parents voted. And I think um, Nigel Farage has tapped into this... The public is massively dissatisfied with what Labour and the Tories are offering up. The Conservative Party and the Labour Party, our two-party system is broken. It's not fit for purpose. They're serving nothing but themselves. And it's the Brexit Party that is going to try and break that. And that may be highly ambitious. It may be a difficult thing to do. But that is what we're going to try and do. Yeah, it's the political earthquake he's been uh, prophesizing for so long. Polls are showing that the Brexit Party are going to do very well in the uh, May 23rd European Parliament elections. Uh-huh. Especially when you consider that they've only been around a month. From what I've seen, most polls are showing Labour's ahead of Brexit Party. So Labour would get the most seats. Where? Followed by Brexit Party. Do you think Labour is mostly southeast? Metropolitan areas, yeah, mostly. Yeah, yeah. Which is why the way it breaks down, it's, it's going to be the same, exactly the same for um, the European... You know, because even though mm. this is European election, people are sort of really, we are treating it as a sort of third, fourth referendum. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why? I don't, I hate that. Flavour of the month test. I you didn't know. want neverendum. Just, I don't want people to look at this. I didn't want them to look at the local elections as a referendum because it's local. It's like potholes and road and shit. That's what local elections are about. Yeah, but I'd be interested to, like, I think I'm going to make a conservative prediction here and say that the vote share of leave just as an entity will be larger than the referendum and it will show that people haven't 50 over 50 yeah and it will show that people haven't changed their minds about wanting to leave the european union i don't think one anyway it will show i think you're right people haven't changed their minds people people haven't changed their minds and there will be some people who've had three years there'll be some people i know who have been paying attention and would have smelled a rat in the last three years and said, I'm going to vote like to protest Farage, you know, or Lib Dem. <laughs> but I think that the main two parties will get, will get wiped out. This this poll that you're looking at from This the, is Politico. Yeah, which is... Which is showing Labour 
was that 27 21 I think I don't even know why we look at polls right, anymore. So Labour twenty one after Trump and after Brexit, the polls were so wrong. Tom, why do we even look at polls anymore? It's the the polls are just adverts, as far as I'm concerned. I think they realised they were in this left wing metropolitan bubble. We're not talking to people of socially conservative views. Yeah, but I, but I can even remember on the the night of the referendum, the the sort of exit polls were showing like very strong Remain. And it, it came out as, as Yeah, as 10 leave. o'clock was a shock. It came out as leave. So it was like, yeah, you fuckers. But they're so cheeky trying to... This does mirror most of the polls I've seen that shows Labour ahead of... Uh, Labour first. Yeah. Getting about, like, 35% of the vote. Yeah. Then Brexit Party, not far behind, right? You've got to bear in mind how impressive this is, considering they're only a month old. Although, really, it's a, it's a, it's a cult of Farage... And like I say, there'll be there'll be shy Brexit party voters because Farage has been made so toxic in a lot of the press that people won't want to publicly say they support him. I reckon they'll get a lot of support when it comes down to it. Well, Farage is speaking up, or at the very least trying to speak up for a more sort of working class, lower middle class. Democracy, democracy. I, like, I just don't see why people... It's not just about Brexit. It's so simple. Like The public deserve to have their wishes fulfilled by the, the people they're paying but do you know what I mean? Like, like these two classes that have felt for a while now, not been hurt, not been politics doesn't. To. Yeah, yeah, nobody in Parliament represents or speaks for us. It's a very and they're not wrong. It's a, it's, a, it's a psychological thing, but people like to see their actions have results and to feel like they've got some stake in the universe and they're not completely powerless. And it's that you know these people, these remainers, they're really playing with fire. I know some of them think they're operating out of a place of good moral heartless because they, they don't want they don't want the poor people to suffer it's fake though isn't it you know they don't want one who makes my cappuccino in the morning to have to go home exactly what they want is cheap labor more than i mean I've, i kind of agree with labor's stance of protecting workers rights tom but i just i'm not entirely convinced already, they're under threat know, though tom, you know what I mean? we already have exactly we already have workers rights we already have human rights although the gig like, economy is a disgrace yeah, let's but, be honest but like if you get a party that campaigns on a on a line of okay everybody we're this party and we're gonna we're gonna campaign for less if you vote for us you're gonna get less voters rights yeah. we, we want to p- pull back on uh, human rights and no one's gonna we want your boss to be able to fire you for any fucking reason they want it's, you know what I mean? like, it's, it's it's the same thing as like um electrical equipment and stuff that used to have the eu safety mark on it's like it's still going to be exactly exactly the same you don't yeah. need to change your production line we're not going to go back to flammable material you only have to change the sticker that goes on it so you saw the um question time with uh, Nigel Farage and Anna Subri yes. who um, news producers current affairs program producers love putting these two together because it's always all the water and fiery sort of yeah they're secretly in love they snipe at each other a lot but there's, but, a, lot um, of, there's a lot of red hot passion there between them under the, under the surface it would be what you call an anger banger if those two went at it <laughs> that's a disgusting image in my head but yeah let's not go there but I noticed Farage made a point of attacking Labour, saying, like, oh, Labour's fascinating position of, like, ambiguity. Are they actually in favour of a second referendum or not? I think they're pushing that way. I think Jeremy Corbyn, personally, and Seamus Milne and Len McCluskey, uh, John McDonnell, the people that really run the Labour Party, Yeah, I don't think they're sort of inclined to a second referendum, and I don't think they're afraid of WTO Brexit either. But 
I think they've come to accept that their party membership, that they were gloating about how big it is. They're losing members because of this uh, Schrodinger's Brexit. <laughs> is it really leave? Is it really remain? Is it really second referendum or not? But yeah, I think Labour are favouring. They're going to, you know, Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn are sort of going off and having these meetings. Yeah. These negotiations. Yeah. I think Labour's position is going to be, we have our six tests. If you break any of these six tests, then we're basically going to back the, quote, people's vote, the second, or if you want to be pedantic, the third EU referendum. You lose count. Eventually, it'll just be like a a weekly sort of text poll. You'll get text Y or N to stay or leave. Yeah. Now, Farage believes a strong showing for the Brexit party at the European Parliament elections, the Euro elections. He thinks if they do well there, then that means a hard Brexit, cliff edge Brexit, clean Brexit, all the different names that leaving without a deal has and going under WTO rules. He thinks that gets put back on the books if Brexit party does well. Because he knows that the basic legal facts that you can do these things constitutionally. (laughs) An independent nation can just do what it likes. That's the thing. (laughs) That's why you leave and then make a deal. The Brexit party wins this election arguing for a WTO Brexit and we get significant support and we win, I think we will have democratic legitimacy uh, to have a say in how we proceed from here. Mentioned earlier, there's a slight problem with this plan. Parliament has already ruled out no deal no deal Brexit. I think they've done it twice now. So, I mean, Farage has got a bit of a problem there. No deal Brexit. We've just changed Parliament there. That's, that's, the, that's the beauty of a functioning democracy. Get our own Parliament back. <laughs> Vote all these par- bastards out. Is that how it feels for you, that it's yeah. not really our parliament? It's not. It, it feels like I, both the main sides want to stay in the EU, even if they pretend they, they, they'll, 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 even though they pretend they'll honour it. They won't honour it. And, and because, like, even if, even if I want to be generous, like, they're just too fucking... Ne- Can you imagine Diane Abbott doing the fucking negotiations for the EU? Oh, God. They, okay? they wouldn't They wouldn't. And then, and then the, the Tories, uh, they're just so up their own asses, denying reality, backstabbing each other. I can't rely on either side to deliver what what you ask for them. Even that's being generous. We <sighs> are th- th- Tom. It's just a very small aside. Almost ten years to th- to the week, uh, the story came out again. The story oh, the o- again. The story only came out because of uh, legal challenges and freedom of information. Yeah. Where it turned out that over half of our MPs have had their credit cards taken away from them, and you only get your what? credit card taken away from you if, if you if you if you get two strikes against you, right? In any other job, for like not handing in the proper receipts, oh my god, yeah, not handing in receipts on time, not handing in the proper receipts, spending the credit card on the wrong things, you'd be sacked. Gross misconduct. You'd be sacked. But instead, they just had their cards taken off them. They tried to keep it up. Do you think if that happened, the expenses scandal, two thousand nine? Do you think Brexit would have happened if that didn't happen? There were a lot of other factors that have created Brexit that have been bubbling up for immigration, uh, bubbling up for many years before uh, that. Farage put on the map, to be honest, back in like 2011, 2012, like no one wanted to touch immigration. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I wanted out of Europe for for a long, long time, and that wasn't to do with immigration. It wasn't to do with current politics. It was it was more to do with conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> David Icke, thing, wasn't it? Well, it was actually like when I heard like David Icke was just talking about the European Union and he just like was really not he just reeled off some facts about it just actually some of the people who run it aren't elected and my my ears pricked up it's like what but they're not elected but what and you know that their 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 core is actually higher than your national core and I was like 
and there was these facts that I hadn't been taught about the EU. I, all I'd been taught about the EU at school was like it was really good and the Channel Tunnel was very high tech. And it saved Europe. Would you vote, say Labour, say Corbyn and Theresa May get together and they're like, all right, we agree on um, having a second referendum, a people's vote. Would you vote in that second slash third EU referendum? I don't think it will. I can't, I can't, like, I put this jokingly to someone the other day and uh, they, they were like, oh, what do you think about a second referendum? And I pretended to mishear them and say, what do I think about civil war? Because to me, it's exactly the same thing. It's, it's a derogation of, of democracy. It's, it's, it's EU rulebook 101. Don't like the result, force them to get another one. It's no better than Erdogan, who's doing the same thing because they lost the Istanbul local elections there. He's forcing a rerun. He's like dictatorship forcing a rerun. I mean, it's not entirely the same, but yeah, I mean, I mean there's obviously in principle, there's sort of a, there's an anti-democratic... There are parallels, Tom. Like parallel train tracks, they go in the same direction, my friend. It's an underlying thing. It's not theme. a good direction. It's, oh, not yeah. a, it's not a good direction. People not liking democracy. I wouldn't participate in a second, third EU referendum because I, I think it would basically be illegitimate. But then they'd win. It's like... Oh, they're definitely going to win the second referendum. There's no question of that. That's why... It's That's why they want it. That's why we need these European elections to prove... Like, Theresa May's, like, survived God know how many leadership challenges. And... You know, Jeremy Corbyn is just fucking so anti-modern democracy or modern politics. It's like, how can anyone honestly in their right mind say that either of those entities should be run in the country? And why should they tell us to do anything? At least of all, have a second referendum. What, they, they don't deserve. They don't deserve the legitimacy that they have. They really don't. Serious things need to happen in this country before we have a second referendum. We need to live on the first one first. Because what weight is the second one? If, if it turns out to be Remain, then automatically you're obliged to say, well, best of three, mate. Well, I don't know. I think turnout would be so low on the second one. What if it's more? It wouldn't be more. Why? Well, I wouldn't vote in it because I voted in the first one on the premise that it came up. You know, the idea of the second referendum that came up beforehand and everyone on both sides was like, yeah, look, there's not going to be a second referendum. That's why I took part. Yeah. In the first one. Yeah. If you support a second referendum, you are legitimising the awfulness, the shittiness of our current government. You're giving them a pat on the back if you give them a second referendum. You're on the yeah. same side as them. Forget about how you'll vote. <laughs> you actually think that what they say has any weight, you know? You, and you're just as, as full of as much shit as they are, basically, if, if you want the same things they do. They're rubbish. Another like, a decent party that was a Remain party would, would have us already remaining in the space of three years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though that's not what I wanted. They would have already thwarted and sabotaged it. Uh, just as a decent Brexit party would have delivered on Brexit. Maybe that's what they're they are. They're just so shit. Maybe they're so shit, but don't, they're a really shit Remain party. Don't legitimise them. Don't that, go against everything they represent. It, when it comes to local elections, I don't care who you vote for, as long as it isn't Labour or Conservative. Yeah, I'm going to be voting independent. But um, another problem. Yeah. Another problem with second referendum. There's a, a sizable chunk of the population that would like to vote for No Deal. I think, including you, I think you would want that on the ballot, wouldn't you? No Deal is an option. Do you know something? I don't trust referendums anymore. They're so divisive. It, 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 so you wouldn't vote in it? Let, let, let alone the result of the referendum, the build-up to a referendum. Like, we've had wall-to-wall -wall 
like PR for like remaining and leaving for the last three years. Imagine if, if how could you hype it up anymore? But yes, they would hype it up anymore. You'd be hearing it in your sleep. The the the, 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 the slogans like it's be so bad for the country. Lies. The country You'd be going to sleep to counting like Alistair Campbell. The last referendum divided the country. The second one. The country won't, was divided, but it just tore it apart even further. And the second one won't won't bring it together. Yeah, right? polarized it, it definitely. It will just polarize it even more. You know, people refer to themselves as Remainers or Leavers now, not Tories or Labour supporters. That's mm. how people define this. Change politics, and like, so we need a Remain and Leave system and party. And like, like I said look, before, I rambled off. I don't, I don't like referendums. I don't want any more referendums. I think we've got to actually be patient, play the long game, get the Brexit party as a as a majority party in Parliament. Yeah, that's what running, I think the end game is. Yeah, and not running and like like people say they haven't got any policies. They don't have any policies. But I tell you, what's the point? Other than just leave. Yeah, but what's the point of having a policy if you don't have a democratic structure to enact that policy within? And the, the, it's an illusion that these Tories and Labour people have given us a democracy because they're not because they're, they're they're two 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 sides of the same coin. What did you make of Farage saying he didn't? Uh, he wasn't going to do like manifesto. He was going to do a, a policy platform instead, which is like okay, it's basically the same thing. I have isn't no it? idea. I'd, you'd have to ask Steve Bannon probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know, about about the the, the future of the, the Brexit party. So I'm sure they'll be getting advice from him. And uh, I can't wait for Trump to visit. There'll be like there'll be someone like with a gag in case he says Brexit. Uh, he's definitely going to mention a trade deal. Yeah, he'd be like, guys, I would have given you the best trade deal of all trade deals by now. But uh, you've taken too long with this practice. <laughs> now, Farage says Theresa May's checkers deal. This is a uh, Brexit betrayal. Hashtag Brexit betrayal. Because it keeps the UK in the customs union, the EU customs union. Mm. Do you agree that it's a betrayal? Yes. Because it goes against what we were told would be the outcome of voting of leaving. I remember Nigel like, Farage definitely said, leave single market, leave customs union. He's, he's described her deal as the worst deal in history. Yeah, he said that a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically He's been saying that for over a year it's now. It's not yeah. a good deal. I think it's a start. And it's, we have to admit it's the only thing on the table other than no deal. And Parliament's ruled out no deal sort of handicapped Theresa May at the uh, negotiation table a bit. And Labour are just so airy-fairy. Like, Jeremy Corbyn has splinters in his bum from sitting on the fence for so he long. He said nothing, basically, so far. Do That's basically I mean? his modus operandi of the way he does yeah, politics. Fuck all. It's the politics of cowardice. I agree. You stand in the corner with Hamas and just like, you know, you, people know what I stand for. I don't need to say anything. Oh, and I was going to agree with you, actually, with the, um, the second referendum. If it does happen, it's only because the political class has fucked things up so badly and not had the balls to say we fucked this up so badly that we now need the public to rescue us from ourselves, even though we just spent the last two years saying referendums are dog shit. I think people need to wake up, treat our politicians like what they actually are, which is em- which is employees. And in any other line of business, you would get you'd be out on your fucking ass by now. Uh, you know, but you know the concept of we need a change. You you've got to work with the tools that you've got, not the tools you wish you had. Yeah, this is what we've got. We've got Theresa May's checkers deal. It's that and a possible no deal. Like, that's it. It's basically soft Brexit or hard Brexit. 
and Parliament really... Basically, Parliament's made it pretty clear they're not going to do hard Brexit. They're not going to let that happen. Tom, the terms soft and hard Brexit, they only existed after the referendum result. It was in the, yeah, and it basically means soft, deal, no deal. Yeah, the whole concept of deal is is bullshit. It was always going to be no deal. That's what I said. That's the end game. Like we have to leave on no deal and then make deals. Parliament's not Parliament's not going to do it. Well, change so Parliament. We, we've we've had this. Uh, we, we, I've come to that same conclusion a couple of times. Do now. you see what I'm getting at though? Like if Brexiteers are hardcore, no, we will only accept no deal. They yeah. might end up with remain. Why? I think. Do you think there's I that think, many cowards in this country? I think doubling down on no deal when Parliament is. But they're not going to do no deal. I think it guarantees there's going to be a second referendum. I think a, th- a second referendum, there's going to be so much backlash and turmoil to that from the public that is, there has to be another general ne- uh, general election. That's what I mean. It's Everyone's going to be so fucked off. Civil war. That's what I meant. It's like it's not going to come yeah. to civil war, but they'll realise they have to make some sort of intervention <laughs> rather than have a second referendum. They'll need to have a general election. like a Yeah, but the thing, bear in mind... Caretaker government. I think the ideal is you have a Brexit government. If you want Britain out of the EU, you need a Brexit government, ideally. The odds of Farage and the Brexit party becoming so big, forming a majority, winning 326 seats out of 650, virtually nil. They might pick up a handful of seats here and there. And then at that point, we've got a massively Europhile parliament that just just kills Brexit, just goes, fuck it. We had a second referendum, public voted remain. That's it. End of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, pushing really hard for hard Brexit could cause remain. To me, that sounds as a fantastic possibility as leaving with no deal. The way that sounds as, as, as crazy to you, that's what you sound like to me by, by saying that. What do you mean? Because like, that, that just assumes so many, so many things being given up that have been gained in the last few years. You don't think Brexit Party is going to form people, a majority, People right? have a new sense of direction in this country that they've not had for years, and that's not going to go away. Even if there was, uh, even if, God forbid, they did manage to thwart things and just fuck us over and we end up staying in Europe, you're not going to get rid of all the people who wanted to leave. They're not going to go quietly and just start voting for Jeremy Corbyn and Theresa May again. But they won't automatically vote for Farage. Farage is considered... Will. Like even Eurosceptics, there are some Eurosceptics that don't like Farage. Yeah, but there'll be other other people to other people will come up, you know. But um, Tom, we, I, I live, we, live, we live in different times. Like no one predicted we were going to leave Europe in the first place. No one predicted Donald Trump. You know, the whole reason I've been, been the whole reason we've been doing this podcast is because we've been living in an age of unusual pol- politics. Interesting that, times that that, 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 that that you know normally the day to day politics wouldn't wouldn't warrant conversation. But we, there's like big. Yeah events happening that are determining the next hundred years of of, of the way the country is going to be um and there's been momentous change uh, and people have found a voice you know through social media and the internet that they didn't have before so like it's things are changing i think we're on the crest of a wave to be honest it's exciting even if Farage isn't the ideal guy but i think he's the guy to, to to be at the forefront of that it's a third option it's what people have been crying out for for a long time you look at ukip and where they are right now like post Nigel Farage being their leader. Yeah, they're basically just making rape jokes. At the they're moment. toast. They're absolute toast. Nigel Farage was UKIP. Yeah. I've got a horrible feeling we're seeing a repeat of that with Brexit Party where it's basically going to be the Nigel Farage Party. Why does that give you a horrible feeling? Because there's a lot of Eurosceptics that he would be counting on who don't like him. Because... Don't like him enough to be, bec- I'm not going to vote Brexit yeah, Party. Because they were told that he was a racist or... And don't like the fact Claire Fox is sort of being uh you know sort of coy about does she 
still uh, back IRA bombings or not. Do you know what I mean? Like there are Brexiteers who are going to be all right. Do you know what? I'm I'm going to stay away from that. Even though I think it's the ideal, you have a Brexit party that forms a Brexit government. It can't be all well, about I, well, Farage. Well, I come out. I'll come out and say that I'm definitely going to vote for them every time I get the opportunity to vote for them because for me they represent a return to more democracy more direct democracy than the other lot so yeah i'm gonna vote for them who are you gonna vote for just any independent you can i'm, gonna, I'm looking at sdp at the moment why not i'll brexit? see what my like why not if brexit i have party? an sdp why not brexit party is it because farage is uncool i don't like the direction politics is going in. i'm getting actually increasingly disillusioned with the direction politics is going are it's, you buying that line that it's like pre-war germany no good but it is about cult of personalities now politics Almost all of it is. Like, J- Jacob Rees-Mogg has his own sort of small cult of personality. Obviously, Monsters. Nigel Farage is almost 100% cult of personality. Corbyn, 100% cult of personality. Uh, Myrie Black is sort of cult of personality. Yeah. It's but- too much of that. And Farage is sort of, he's like kind of almost like the figurehead of that. Yeah, but we live, you know... We, well, no, Corbyn is, really. Sorry. You know, we, we've moved on, even in the last 10 years, we've moved on from the age of sound bites. Not to, really. We, no, we've moved on from that to the age of memes, you know. Oh, God, we, yeah. we, 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 We've gone from, like, 15, 20 seconds to, like, two or three seconds image, thousand words in the image, flash and gone. You know, we need visual, larger-than-life people, and uh, Donald Trump is the spearhead of that <laughs> karmically but you know Farage is in the same vein uh, big big personalities have, have big ideas and hopefully they can make big changes yeah. you never had big changes from small people there is a small school of thought on the Tory side of things pass Theresa May's deal just to get you to the next round the second round of negotiating negotiations which is I think due to last three years minimum would you not what could I do to sort of get you to entertain like the compromise position of something that does look like soft Brexit. Well, definitely, if you're talking about another deal and not Theresa May's deal. We'd be inside the single market would be my preference, but not customs union. Like that would be my uh, acceptable compromise to avoid no deal. What is so good about Europe? What is so good about it? They buy things and trade things and sell things. But, and, but yes, so they are protectionist. There's a lot of mythical horseshit surrounding like, the EU that like, I don't like. Okay, they buy stuff at the moment, but they're going to fucking run out of money soon. They won't be buying much, mate. And <laughs> I don't want... They'll be relying on us for financial aid. That's when we can start giving them money. Huge I don't interest. want people hating Europeans as well. I don't want that to happen. Well, they do a good enough job of that themselves. And I don't want the narrative to be that the EU fucked the UK because... Well, largely you, they didn't. Well, did, didn't you refer to that footage that was shown on television this week of the uh, EU negotiators calling us fools and madmen and special place in hell reserved? They're not nice people, man. I think the Guy Hofstadt side of things, the European Parliament side of things, really don't like Britain, and I, I think half of them are glad we're gone or should be going. Yeah, but they have a point when they say, "Listen, you're leaving us." You tell us what the relationship is you want. Tom, basically don't believe, what we've why, done, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? But that's the nature of it. We're leaving the EU. They're not leaving us. Yeah, but behind the scenes, they're like saying, come on, guys, just keep fucking it up. Keep fucking it up. It's to, it's to their benefit if we stay. Yeah, totally. So they, 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 they want us to like, they want all the talks to fail. Their plan was to drag it out to the point that the British public got fed up of it, mm. which is why when Theresa May goes, oh, I want, I want an extension to June, they're like, well, why not, why not, why not October? And I think what's going to happen, there's still only Theresa May's deal. I think we, we're going to go back 
in October, I think we're going to fuck around. Like the UK political class is just going to faff around for months. Oh, is is Boris Johnson going to be the new leader? What is when is Theresa May going to go? What is Jeremy Corbyn saying about? I think there's going to be all this theatrics, and then we're just going to go back to the EU in October. And yeah, it's it's the Checkers deal, the one that's been rejected by you, the one that's been rejected in Parliament. It's like there's there's nothing else on the table. We've wasted a lot of time. I don't we think the Tories had way. any idea what the fuck they were doing before they triggered Article 50. I, I think it took them a year and a half to figure out what they were doing after they triggered Article 50. It took them that long just to get over the shock of losing the referendum. But I think this sh- I think Brexiteers should be more considerate of we get to the next stage. Just agree something no. just to get to the next stage. Why why should you compromise with idiots? Like all the remainers say, like I say, their 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 hearts are in the right place, but their heads are completely up their asses. Why do we want to have any financial connection whatsoever to what I I believe financially is a sinking ship, which is Europe? It's just a, a financial black hole. Very sluggish growth. Yeah, compared to everywhere else in the world. Fuck it, fuck it. I'd rather do business and help boost the economy of Africa a bit, so they're not like completely under the thumb of the Chinese, you know, which we can't do at the moment being a member of the EU because of tariffs. It's a real, like, what would Jesus do thing for me? And he would definitely leave the EU. <laughs> there is leaving the EU and Why having... do, No, sorry, I, I forgot what my point was. My point was, you're talking about compromise because you've got all these Remainers who vote the other way. Yeah, but they're stupid. They don't have the the right idea about the, the future and the way the world's going to change and the way that maybe if you can you're going to have to be able to move faster on your feet if things are going to change quickly in the future and being which you can do more as an independent country than... rather than a financial monolith. I don't want an EU army. I want less armies. Come on, you stupid remainers. Why should I? Don't compromise. You lost. Stop arguing. This argument you had three years ago and you lost it. They never Just gave up on that. Take though, your did medicine. They? they kept. They pretty much kept campaigning. Oh, yeah. Terms like hard and soft Brexit started to appear. They were just terms that... um, Didn't exist before. They were just like shorthand for concepts that already pre-existed. It was cliff edge before then, I think. Before hard Brexit, it was cliff edge Brexit. Mm -hmm. And Theresa May said clean Brexit. But it was all the same thing. But they said... uh, They said so much. Like, they, they, they said even, like, if we voted to leave overnight economy destroyed plagues of locusts and rivers of blood yeah that eldest didn't happen eldest sons yeah. yeah yeah didn't happen did it and they're saying now oh, if we leave on wto dogs and cats lying together birds falling out the sky um no it's not going to happen things will just bumble along we'll did you fine, see that we'll thing andrew marr and i think it was ian duncan smith and a guy from the wto but also a former European commissioner. Okay, yes. And he was doing the, like, off with the birds sort of hand signal and everyone in the political class was just going ape shit. Like, oh my God, this is like, it totally perfectly sums up everything. Blah, blah, blah. The political class's behaviour. Did you see that? Well, you're not on Twitter, are you? No. Uh, Sky News' is Sophie Ridge. She went on Twitter and she's like, the behaviour of the political class, the entire political class, so like politicians, political editors, yeah, political pundits, has been... Uh, I think she said both embarrassing and despicable since the referendum vote. I completely agree with that. And I think it's adding, it's just like, they're just putting fuel, they're just pouring uh, fuel on the fire, largely because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. But yeah, yeah. so come October, where, where do you think we're going to be? What happens in October? We're going to be leaving the year. <laughs> <laughs> 29th. I think 31st. I think, so I think it's Halloween. Halloween yeah. Fucking very, very, very uh, ominous date, Halloween, isn't it? I was going to say auspicious, but it's not auspicious. It's more, 
It's more dodgy than good. Eerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> used to sacrifice people on Halloween back in the day. Will we? Will we be out of the EU by then? Please, but uh, no. We well, we'll be leaving on that date because basically there'll be people queuing up outside Parliament, five deep, saying we're leaving. And if we're not leaving, you're leaving. I think Theresa May will be gone by then. Yeah, like, but she, so far she hasn't given a date that she's leaving. But it's ridiculous that it's they're even talking about it. Like, she was meant to have had twelve months grace after surviving the most recent oh, yeah, the no confidence uh, oh, yeah. nineteen twenty two committee thing. But they're actually talking about changing the rules now. To they block that. Yeah, just because they um, they don't want to change the rules just in case somebody they like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it ends up affecting a future. But like I say, when I, when what if I, it's Boris? But the thing is, that's it. What if it's Boris? What if it's this guy, Jacob Rees-Mogg, blah, 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 blah. It's like when, when I see them talking on the, the news stations, interviewing the Tories, and also just when they're referring to them, it's for me, sometimes it's like watching a TV channel from another dimension because it's like they just don't, it's like they don't realise the reality of things is that they're, they're toast, they're finished as a party. Like Tories, like what, the ERG the whole, All, all of the Tories, like they're, they're finished as a party. They don't realise, just because we've had them for 100 years doesn't mean we'll have them for another 100 years. This has finished them. And, you know, it's rare in a life, you know, in a lifetime you'll, we'll get to see it. We're going to see it in the next few few months, hopefully. But Most parties die before they get to their 100th the, birthday. The Tories have been massively diminished by this. And But, but listening to the uh, people talking on the news and stuff, Stuff about who'll be the next leader of the Tories. They're talking like the next leader of the Tories is actually going to mean anything. Because the next leader of the Tories will have like five MPs. Yeah. Won't make a difference, really. That's what I mean. And that's that's what, that is the reality. That is the future. I've seen it. I've seen the future. I'm like Sir Nigel Farage, sort of prophet of the, the sort of Brexit. I really hope it's not no deal. <laughs> Why? Are you worried, about your, st- are you worried switch... about your stocks and shares, Tom? If house prices come down, I'll be like, hooray. But I think it's... Um... Switching to WTO is going to be harder than people think it is. It's going to take a few months to iron out a bunch of shit, but in between really? those months, yeah. there's going to be so much uncertainty. Yeah, is is that so? Like, is that is that uncertainty going to affect your your bank balance or your stocks and shares? It will affect, it will affect it gonna, the country. It's all these nebulous terms. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work for you. Are you going to be the ones having to do all the legal documents? No, it's, you won't notice any difference at all. Apart from the air will taste a little bit sweeter because you're freer. I think we'll notice John McDonald walking into number 11. I honestly think the... the Which S- is almost guaranteed now, the, right? The SAS aren't, won't let it happen. They're, all, like, they're not going to let people who are so strongly anti-monarchist in charge of the country. I honestly think they'll, they'll, they'll kill them. <laughs> um, I've always said that about Corbyn. He'll never be Prime Minister because, because the Queen won't allow it. She holds <laughs> the power. She in the, fuck. the SAS will take him out. They will hate him. The army, the army hate him, don't yeah. they? They use him as target practice. That was blowing off steam. But anyway, um, so come October, we're both saying we're not going to... Britain will still be inside the EU, basically. Well, I've said I've said that I'm going to vote for the Brexit party. In the Europe, European yeah. Parliament elections? I think if you vote for the Brexit party, and like if they got a huge majority, then we could leave earlier. How? Just through good intentions. So this is why I think a second referendum is inevitable, because it's just it's not, our, poli- it's our political... Sorry. But our political class has just basically painted themselves into a corner. Tom, how is the second referendum going to paint us out of a corner? If, if, because public- basically, basically the whole reason they painted themselves into a corner is because the last referendum said leave. If this referendum, Which they don't want to do. If this referendum says leave, they'll paint themselves even more into the same corner. It won't. Remain's going to win. Why? Because there's going to be enough leave voters like me who are like, fuck this. We said there wasn't going to be a second referendum. Why do you, why, why do you so, why do you? Because participating in a vote legitimizes it. 
Like if you if there was an election, say like there's a tyrant somewhere in the world, and he's like, oh, I'm going to hold an election, but everyone knows it's a bullshit sham. If you voted in the sham election, you legitimized it. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's a sham. I think it's an illegitimate referendum in the idea of a second one. We'll all spoil our ballots then. I'll spoil my ballot. But nobody gives a fuck. I mean, we'd care, but... That's why I go back to the joke I made when I said, you want a second referendum, a civil war? Second referendum, civil war? What? <laughs> Tom, the first referendum... That's not us anymore. That's the first not referendum really, it, has though? caused so much problems. A second one is going to make more problems. It should be avoided as a public health matter. Yeah, you I tend to agree. So... <laughs> But the government are fucking idiots. Okay, because you're different from me. It's like... They're dumb enough to do it. Yeah, but I've, I've no, I kept disagreeing with you because I thought you were disagreeing with me. But I realise now, you're just... You're actually more of a realist than I'm me. I'm cynical. You're a cynical pessimist. Because, like, even though you don't want a second referendum to happen because no. you know it's terrible, you just you just say it's... It's going to happen. Whereas when, when you say it's going to happen, I sort of think it's like you're saying you want it to happen. But you don't. You have don't. you seen them? Um, because you're sensible. I don't want it to happen either, and I want to do everything in my power. Have you seen the film Rounders? Legitimately, to stop it. Have you seen the film Rounders? Matt Damon is about poker players. Yes, like, people yes. who play poker as not really, like, well, they're like a profession, I guess. I have seen it. You know the I bit where like he's it. going on about you have to leave yourself with an out, a way out of a sticky situation? We need enough for the fucking cab home, don't you? The political <laughs> class. Poker, yeah. But the political <laughs> class, they've left themselves only one way out of leaving the European Union and that's the second referendum they don't we like I remember the last couple of years um, Europhiles were really big on this argument of oh we're we're massively pro representative parliamentary democracy okay why then does a majority Eurosceptic country like Britain have an overwhelmingly Europhile parliament if it's so representative because they're career politicians but do, do, do you see the point the, I'm making the EU though, is like, their like retirement plan is that as well but do you know what I mean? It's like that's if, the answer, Tom. We need we we we're, we're slowly changing our politicians now. We have to change Parliament. Yeah, and Parliament is it is changing because you've you've had people defecting from their parties to join Change UK, and people defecting from their parties to join the Brexit Party. True. So it's already it's happening. not going to change enough, though. That's the problem. Uh, like my parents, my parents are pissed off. I guarantee your parents are Brexit Party voters. Yeah, pissed off enough to yeah vote pissed off. Tick this box if you're angry. But you know the Europhiles are better organised and they're really good at um, tactical voting. Well, they they still lost last time, so... I think our hard Brexiteers, like the ERG members and things like that, I think they've basically ensured, because they won't compromise on a hard Brexit, they've left it so it's either hard Brexit or effectively remain. And we know our Europhile parliament doesn't want to yeah, do but again, hard Brexit. Again, you're talking about... So it's the, going to be remain. Yeah, but again, you're talking about the ERG, like... Not that powerful. They're, they're worth something. The Tories, as a p- political party, are finished. Why? Why are you giving them any any weight? They're just living on borrowed time. Don't don't worry about the ERG. Yeah. You, even the polls that you show me that I don't agree with show the Conservatives scraping the barrel, man. And polls are always erring on the side of caution. So I, I think they're going to be deep six. Okay. I think the chances. I like the fact that Farage has understood he needs to run. Brexit party needs to run in the next inevitable general election. Yeah. He understands there has to be a Brexit government. The chances, the probability of the Brexit party winning 326 plus seats in the next general election, I think is almost zero. I'd say it's like less than 1%. I think they'd get maybe 30 max. I, I disagree with you. That's what I mean. That's that's what I It's think. a massive order. I know. But it's a tall ask. It's a tall order. Uh, that's what I've come on tonight to 
to sort of transmit to everybody. It's like, it's, it takes a change of perspective, a change of mind. It's like, you can't give the Conservative Party and the Labour Party the credence that you used to. You can't treat them the same way as you used to. They're finished. That it, but to but because we've had them for, for our whole lives, we've always had them, we sort of have this image in our minds of them that they're always going to be there but they're not that they're finished and it takes a change of perspective now a lot of people have changed their perspective already and they're sort of voting for brexit party and change uk and the rest of the country is just playing catch-up or maybe it isn't like there's there's a lot of people who've changed their minds and it's like i always use the analogy of like when we, you know we get disclosure about extraterrestrials or ufos it's going to take a change of mindset of everyone to sort of see the new reality of the world and that's what it's like with this there's a new reality where the tories are finished the labors are finished that that's that that is what it that's what is happening and the future is nigel farage well that's just the start of it people will come to replace him from from either side we might get the second coming of uh tucker ramuna oh god but i keep going back to this I keep thinking back to this as well. Prime um, Minister Subri, she'd be like, she'd be oh like our very God. own Clinton. She'd be shot in the face. She'd be like our own happened. Hillary Clinton. She'd be our JFK. But um, I keep coming back to this clip. I keep thinking back to it. It's Peter Hitchens the day after the referendum vote, and like, and he's sort of giddy. He's giddy mostly about the fact that Labour and Tories both took a kicking. But he talks about how like there needs to be a Brexit government. No true popular support. What we need now is a general election in which the, in which the, 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 the two parties which have formed in a sort of ghostly fashion in the past few weeks, the exit and the remain parties, fight each other because they much more truly represent the division in this country than the Tory and Labour parties, who are actually almost the same thing. They're both Blairites, so they agree with each other far more than they disagree with each other. And we now establish right. that both those parties disagree with the people. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Yeah, I agree with him in the sense of like the next general election is going to have to be broken down along. It's basically going to have to be leave versus remain. It's going to have to be clear cut pro Brexit, anti Brexit. And of course, what uh, remain, they have to be honest about what they represent as well. Because rejoining it's the not e- status quo. I know, it's, but is that like joining the euro, having the European army? You know, being honest about the losing the rebate—it's just—it's just so wrong, Tom. It's just you know having the European Parliament overrule our Parliament, the European High Court overrule our High Court. They've just got to be honest and say all these things, and it's appalling. Some people love it, um, but be honest about it. Some people would rather have corporations running the world than elected individuals. God, I hope not. Well, this is my nightmare scenario, right? They go back. October 31st to the EU with Theresa May's deal again. They get told to fuck off again. They're like, okay, fuck it. We've tried everything we can think of, which was one idea that didn't work. Let's do the people's vote. People's vote remain wins, which I think is inevitable. They'd win a second referendum. Parliament then on that basis very, very quickly, like, I mean, within 48 hours, they would have oh, revoked Article yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, They've already written it, you can tell. Yeah, they'd have it ready to go. But then it, that's massive turmoil. We'd be so... F- people of Britain Furious. would be so fucked off at that. I, I'd slam in my money down on the cashier's table and, you know, I wouldn't, like, clean up my coffee when I spilt it. I'd be really quite miffed. Yeah. Oof. So they revoke Article 50. Nigel Farage is like, right, that's it, motherfuckers. We're going to have to have a general election and I'm running and my party's running. They win maybe like 30, 40 seats. Again, again, why? Why? That's it. Why? Do you know how hard it is for a party to come from nothing to winning a majority? But why? In their very first general election. Tom, are you going to vote Labour? No. I think Remainers are going to tactically vote for Lib Dems. 
And I think levers are going to be split between, like, some people are going to vote UKIP. Yeah. Some people are going to vote Brexit Party. Yeah. And I think some people are going to vote Tory, mostly because they traditional Tory voters, plus they still have this sort of thing where they think maybe the Tories will deliver Brexit. I don't think there's anyone in... I don't think anyone with a double-figure IQ, which, like I said, every Tory party member has, some can, people will can be honestly like, vote Tory again. Fuck it, we tried Brexit, it didn't work, I'm sick of hearing about Brexit. Do you know what I mean? Like, some people are going to be like that. I don't think we're going to form a, a big enough majority okay. to actually get Brexit through. You said you said it's going to take a like a tsunami level thing. I'm going to go. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's my prediction. A political and, party and, forming and, a majority in their yeah, first general yeah, election. Yeah, and and I'm saying that not just because I want it to happen. Obviously, I do want it. It's wish casting a bit. Come on, but it's also because of what I hear and what I see on the streets. That's a massive seismic. There's a lot of young biblical people. Biblical level shift. There's a lot of like young people who, who want to leave. And we're sort of fakely told that it's all the old people, but go around the country. It's only like the people who are in university seem to have the loudest voice. So, I think you're right. You've said it multiple times. The um, Europhiles keep trying to say that people have changed their minds. They haven't. No, I think some leavers, I think leavers who are like self-aware, they must have seen that, you know, we're getting less and less democratic by the day. I'm expecting massive change upheaval and i've made a prediction but the fun thing is about this prediction i, I can get a good bellwether sense within <laughs> within a fortnight of how it's going to go because there is going to be the european election in two weeks time so that will give a very good idea of how a general election will go i don't think it matters to be honest i, I think labor wins <laughs> but i think ultimately that's going to be the legacy of brexit is if they're not corrupt death, the death of labor and the Tories. with labor though if if they're not corrupt they're fucking inept they're one and the other. But I think you should just spend an hour every day staring at a photograph of Nigel Farage. So you'll vote Brexit party. Am Tom, I angry staring at him? Am I just sort of like expressionless staring? Just look at it. The, 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 the love will eventually come through. Is it the one of him where he's like holding a pint up and he's sort of laughing like... <laughs> yes, yes, that one. <laughs> so, like I say, Tom, even if you don't like him as a person... I don't want it to be a cult of Nigel Farage thing. Well, like UKIP was. Like I said, it takes big personalities to make big changes. This is why Brexit Party and the European Parliament, on paper, doesn't make sense to me. Outside of they need to build and develop and carry momentum from the EU elections into the UK general election. That's yeah. the only play that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, there are ways Why don't you like him? I, 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 I like him because he's a straight talker and he always gives straight answers even if it's not the right answer he'll he'll say and if he doesn't know something he'll say he doesn't know. He is polarizing. There was He's that, not a politician. Um, he like like well, he Trump, is. like Trump, but he's, he's not He's been a really. politician for 25 years. I know, but he's not like he's not of he's, their ilk. I think we'll leave it there. Pessimism versus optimism. That's the sort of name of the game. Yeah. Um, and it's classic English, uh, com- like inner conflict or Battle of Britain, Dunkirk spirit. Can we do it? Dark versus doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to what I like to call a unique brand of ill informed insight. Uh huh. Thanks also to my guest Tim. Thank you. I, I will be back after the European elections to see if my massive prediction came true. I hope it does. If your Brexit bonus, I want, yet, I want some not. some bragging points. I want my Brexit boner to engorge to to even greater heights and girth. Thank you, everybody. Good it's night. a sort of Legends of the Overfeed <laughs> status where you just destroy the continent of Europe <laughs> <laughs> through the Channel Tunnel. Until next time. <laughs>